When people can count on the finance office, the finance office proves its trustworthiness. People will have more trust in local government and its finance office if the approach to financial management is consistent. This podcast series highlights GFOA's research on trust in the public finance office. Trust in public finance starts with trust in the finance office. To learn more about how finance officers can enhance their trustworthiness, GFOA surveyed the members of two large state and provincial GFOA associations. We asked these members to identify other finance officers in their state or province that they thought were particularly trustworthy. We then conducted face-to-face interviews with the finance officers that received the most nominations. From there, we sought to learn the behaviors they engaged in that helped them to build trust with others. Finally, we organized our findings into the five elements of trustworthiness suggested by GFOA's Code of Ethics. Our Code of Ethics is focused on enhancing the trustworthiness of the local government finance office. In this segment, we will focus on one aspect of the fifth and final element in the Code of Ethics, reliability. In our interviews, we were struck by how often we heard about the importance of getting back to people in a timely fashion. Promptly replying to emails and returning phone calls make a positive impression. It shows that the finance office takes the questioner's concerns seriously and can be relied upon to provide answers. Though replying promptly may seem like a small thing, the information requested from the finance office is often critical from the perspective of the people making the request. If they perceive finance is holding up their work, then this will not reflect well on the finance office's reliability. In many cases, however, the answer the finance office has is not the answer that the questioner would like to hear. Therefore, the finance office needs the skills to deliver this kind of bad news. But more importantly, a finance officer needs the skills to look for solutions to address the inquiry while maintaining a solid financial foundation for the government. Consider this example from a local government. An employee outside of the finance department experienced a flight cancellation while trying to return from an out-of-state conference. The next available flight was more expensive. It was a violation of the local government's policy to book this more expensive flight, but the employee reasoned that it would be even more expensive to book a last-minute hotel for the night. Let's now imagine that the finance office stuck rigidly to the policy and refused to reimburse the employee for the cost of the flight. The finance office would have diminished its trustworthiness in the eyes of the other department. And this has consequences. Before, the other department was trying to make the best use of the local government's resources. It's not difficult to imagine that this department might start to care less about making the most prudent use of resources and care more about remaining in compliance with policies, regardless of the circumstances. The finance office would have lost a partner in looking out for the best financial interest of the local government and instead created a relationship of rote compliance. Fortunately, the CFO realized this and worked with the department to make a one-time exemption to the policy. Another important skill when conveying information that the listener might not like is explaining why the finance office is giving the answer, not just what the answer is. A classic example is the charges associated with an internal service fund. For instance, a department may reasonably wonder why they can't take their vehicles to the local service station to get an oil change rather than pay a higher charge to an internal motor pool for that service. If the finance office can explain why the motor pool charges are higher, then the department will be more accepting of the answer.
Maybe the motor pool's charges are fully loaded with other costs, such as insurance. That would still have to be paid even if the department used a local service station for oil changes. Having the skills we described helps finance officers be timely in their response because they don't need to struggle with how to deliver difficult news. Beyond that, finance offices must find a way to manage the volume of requests they get. Our interviewees adopted different approaches to this depending on their work style. One interviewee, Nathan, doesn't believe in out-of-office messages and makes a point of responding to emails even when he is away. One time, while he was at an out-of-state conference, the city's recreation director emailed a question about the procurement policy and how it relates to printing a seasonal activity guide. Nathan replied with enough information to relieve the recreation director's anxiety about getting the guide printed on time and allowing the recreation director to complete the next steps in the process. Another CFO, Max, developed special notifications for his phone and email that highlight messages from the county manager and board members. Max recognized that these are relationships where trust is key, so the notifications ensure messages from these people don't get lost in the shuffle. Our research suggests that it's not important which email tool or personal organization method a finance office adopts. Rather, it's more important that there is a system of some kind in place to ensure prompt and helpful replies. As a final consideration about timeliness, consider how meetings are run. Our interviewees recommended starting promptly, respecting the agreed-upon schedule and agenda for the meeting, and asking participants permission to go late if needed. When meetings run by the finance office stick to a well-organized agenda, it contributes to the perception of a reliable finance office. This is probably not too surprising when one considers the near-universal skepticism with which meetings are viewed. According to one study of senior managers from various industries, 65% said meetings keep them from completing their own work, and 71% said meetings are unproductive and inefficient. If the finance office can buck this trend and consistently make meetings more productive and worthwhile for participants, it will make a strong positive impression. The finance office can build trust through actions that demonstrate reliability, from replying to inquiries promptly to providing explanations and reasons behind an answer to running an efficient meeting. In our next segment, we will explore the second part of this GFOA Code of Ethics pillar, consistency. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to learn more about GFOA's Financial Foundations for Thriving Communities program and how you and your local government can improve your own financial foundation, visit gfoa.org slash financial foundations.